Good morning, Covenant. Buenos días, Covenant. My name is Dario Vargas. I'm one of the pastors here at Covenant and also lead the Hispanic ministry. And I'm grateful and humbled to be able to preach the word for today. We are going to preach from the second book of Chronicles. I am uh, invite you to go take your Bibles and we are going to go to the chapter 7 verses 11 to 16. And now that we start a new series called We the Church, we are going to read this beautiful response of um, the Lord after Solomon built the temple in Jerusalem for the first time. So verse 11. When Solomon had finished the temple of the Lord and the royal palace and had succeeded in carrying out all he had in mind to do in the temple of the Lord and in his own palace, the Lord appeared to him at night and said, I have heard you prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a temple for sacrifices. When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain or command locusts to devour the land or send a plague among my people, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Now, my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayers offerings in this place. I have chosen and consecrated this temple so that my name may be there forever. My eyes and my heart will always be there. This is the word of God for the people of God. And I invite you, friends, to pray together. Lord, we thank you, as always, Lord, that you are working in our lives and, uh, and make the possibility to get together in your temple to listen your word. I'm asking, Lord, that uh, the Holy Spirit will come and continue coming here, your temple, so, so we can listen your message. I'm asking as well that my preaching and my message will be the channel to send whatever you want to say to each of your children. I'm asking all of these in the powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All of you probably know the uh, Asbury University. Asbury University is located in Wilward. Uh, Kentucky, Wilmore, Kentucky. It's a Christian university. And uh, which something interesting about this university is that this university has had eight revivals in the history. Eight. Awakening revivals. Very powerful. But there is one in particular that I want to tell this story. It's the one that happens in 1970, in February 1970. And the story begins uh, three months before, when students feel the need to pray. 
together. And everything started with four students, only four students who said, we're going to pray, are going to pray in our rooms 30 minutes before classes begin, and we're going to pray for going well in our studies, but also, but also to see how God works through us during the day. And then you start doing that. And at the following day, they meet together and they share, how, how was God working in your life? And they start telling the stories of how powerful the Holy Spirit was working with them, helping other students, maybe praying for somebody. It was beautiful to see. And more and more students start doing the same. They say, what's going on? And they say, well, we have the call to pray. Let's get together. And they continue praying to the moment that there were so many that they couldn't hold in, in, the, in the rooms, in the dorms. So they went to the university and say, can, can, can we use the chapel? The chapel is called Hughes. And they say, yes, you can do it. We're going to pray. Okay, we will open the church for you. And there you go. They went every day. That was like probably one month before what happened. And then, and then they start feeling God is coming. God is coming to this church. And more students will join in the prayer in the morning. More and more and more. And that finally happened on the 3rd of February. God dwelled in that temple. God made his princes and the Holy Spirit was there. It was so amazing that one of the deacons, you know, the deacon of the university, that particular day that was a Tuesday, he was supposed to do a service at 10 a.m. in the morning. So he went like another, another time to, to do the prayer and the service. And when he opened this church, or entered the church, sorry, he saw so many students crying and praying and singing, and he felt it. He felt it, and he said, I haven't experienced something like this in my life. I am a Christian. And for the first time, I saw Jesus. Jesus lives. I saw Jesus Christ. I felt it. The power of the Holy Spirit was so strong that he decided to take the mic and say, there is no service. I just have a strong desire to tell my testimony. And he told the testimony to all the students. And he said, whatever would like to, to, to tell the testimony, go ahead. Go ahead. And people start telling the testimonies. And people start feeling the Holy Spirit and changing. They went, they went basically outside also to call in friends, to call in a, a, a family. For seven days, there were no classes. No class. They couldn't do classes. It was so powerful that seven days, Tuesday to Tuesday, they were in a Bible, praying and glorifying God and calling others. Even the newspaper came. Even, even those in the TV came. And there were some that you can find in YouTube what's happened. I just took 40 seconds. I want you to see this, what happened that particular day.
Many people came and also received the Lord. And it was powerful. Revival is when God touches a community of faith and makes his self-presence. And there was repentance as well as part of this revival. Even it's interesting, the PhD of theology of the Old Testament came and he said, I want to ask forgiveness because I have been teaching the Old Testament all of these years. And the last probably few years, I haven't done my job the way it was supposed to be. I'm asking you forgiveness. And they start also calling, as well as I mentioned, with repentance. So we're going to, we can learn a lot about this experience. But we also we are going to learn about what happened in the revival when King Solomon built the temple of Jerusalem for the first time. You can read it in the first and second Kings of the book of Second Kings or first or second Chronicles. And we read it from the Second Chronicles because there are verses that you cannot find in the first and second book of Kings. So it's very special what we have read. And I, I'm, my, my desire is to be able to express what, it, what was special about this. Everything began, what we saw, with prayer. Everything. And you can see also King Solomon start his kingdom with prayer. Before that one, just, just a little bit. King David was the second king of Jerusalem. And he decided, he said, well... I have my palace. The Lord has been in the Ark of the Covenant for so many years. In fact, it was for 440 years. So he said, I'm going to build the temple for the Lord. And he started collecting materials, King David, and he started calling others to do it. And then uh, the uh, Nathan, the prophet Nathan, appeared to him and said, no, don't do it. Your hands are bloody. Your hands has a lot of blood because you were a man of war. That's in Second Chronicles. And he said, who is going to be the, build, the, the, the temple is going to be Solomon, your son. And that happened. Solomon, the first thing he does when he is the, 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 the king, he went to prayer. He went to basically the, the Ark of the Covenant, made sacrifices and we read it almost and 1,000 sacrifices. And he went over there and prayed about it, his kingdom. And the Lord said, what do you want? And the Lord, he, pardon, sorry, and, and King Solomon responded, I want wisdom. You, you know, I want wisdom. You've read it before probably. I want wisdom to be able to rule you, you, your people. And the Lord responded to him and said, I will give it to you. Because you didn't ask for fame, you didn't ask for wealthy, you didn't ask for uh, even kill your enemies. And he started describing all of this, so I will give you wisdom. By the way, I'm going to give you as when wealth, I'm going to give you protection. And uh, he became the wisest and wealthiest. I hope I pronounce you well, wisest and wealthiest king that ever lived, that ever lived. He wrote the book of Ecclesiastes. He also uh, wrote more of the, the Proverbs as well, and even two Psalms. He was very wise. And as soon as he received that one, he said, we're going to build the, the temple. So he hired one of the best architects that you can find in that particular region, and he built it. 
and he built it. I'm going to show you a picture of what's supposed to look at that particular time. Huge, beautiful. And, and, and then when, once the temple was built, King Solomon decided to, okay, we're going to do sacrifices to be able to feel, and I'm going to pray to be able to feel that God will feel the glory of God in this particular temple. And he wrote it, you can read it, and I invite you to read it at your home. Chapter 6 has 42 verses where Solomon wrote the prayer, a beautiful prayer, very detailed prayer. And he asked a summary of that one, two things. He asked for a revival. He asked for a revival in this particular temple and his people. And second, he asked that whatever happens to the people, he went very specific telling what, what, what could, could happen in terms of uh, famine, in terms of some of the, uh, some of the uh, attacks uh, on their attacks or possibly exile to a foreign land. And basically, he military defeats so he, his prayer was so, so detailed, so detailed. And that's the first message I want to tell you, friends. Everything starts with prayer. And on the other hand, your prayer should be an open heart where you express all what's going on in your life. I know it's simple, but I want to emphasize, because it's important, that we take that one. Our relationship with the Lord has to be intimate relationship. There is nobody in your life, and I can assure you that, nobody in your life that would like to have a personal relationship than the Lord Jesus Christ. Nobody. Not your wife, nobody. Not your husband, not your father. The only one is him. He's looking for a very personal relationship. And the only way to have a personal relationship, if, if I interact with him, if I, if I really express what is going on with me, if, if I, can, I can tell whatever is happening in my life and ask for, for forgiveness as well, this is the only way. There is no consuming relationship with God. I'm doing my best I'm serving in the church. I serve, so you respond. No. He's asking for a very personal relationship, and it is possible. And it starts with prayer. Prayer is very important in our spiritual formation life. I have, for example, I have a story to tell about Juana. Juana is our youngest one, and she's going to start driving, so very scary, but she started driving, and, and, and we went uh, a few days ago with Annie, we went to buy some clothes for her uh, to the mall, and always we pray, actually, when we drive, before, before we drive, we, we pray, Lord, give us, protect us, give us the opportunity to come in time, weather, we, we start praying more, more vividly, more in detail, and, uh, and she learned that one, so, so she started starting the, starting the car, and we say, okay, you're missing something, I said, oh yeah, just pray, so he stopped the car, and she prayed, and then we, we, we began our route, and said, well, you miss something, remember when we go to the store, we always pray that we don't buy what we don't need. And she said, no, 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 that one, no. That one I'm not going to do it. Because I know he will my respond. And I need to buy more clothes that, that is possible. And, 
<laughs> what's happened? What's happened after King uh, Solomon made this beautiful prayer? The Lord came. The Lord came. A response, a prayer. But, but if you think about it, there are two categories of prayers that King Solomon was doing. First, fill the temple that God will dwell with us, with us, but also that in every particular situation to the, 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 the people of, of Israel, they will respond. They were kind of two. This is what, what I read in the Spirit is telling me. There is two. So here we see that he responds. God responds, dwell in the temple and coming with his Holy Spirit, feeling the glory of God, um, the glory of God to the temple. We read it in verses 1 to 3. When Solomon... I'm going to read it again. Finish praying. Fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offerings and the sacrifices. And the glory of the Lord filled the temple. The priests could not enter the temple of the Lord because the glory of the Lord filled it. When all the Israelites saw the fire coming down and the glory of the Lord above the temple, they knelt on the pavement and with their faces to the ground. And they worshiped and gave thanks to the Lord, saying, He's good, His love endures forever. All the people, they could not enter the temple. It was so powerful, the Holy Spirit, that they could not enter the temple. And not in, in this petition as well, the sacrifices were consumed. So that's an acceptance of the sacrifices that King Solomon was, was put in before, at the first time to do this service on the temple. Was accepted. And it's exactly the same when you accept Jesus Christ in your life. At the moment that you accept Jesus Christ and say, yes, I need a Savior. I need Him because it's difficult to live the life without Him. I want you to come, Lord. I'm broken. I need you. I'm not God. I need you. He comes. He comes. And He is going basically to enter in your spirit. And the sacrifice of Jesus Christ for you, for me, is accepted. It's accepted. It's exactly the same that Pentecost, Pentecost has happened. It's exactly the same. The Holy Spirit came with fire. And everybody filled and filled, felt the Holy Spirit with them. It's exactly the same. So Lord, the Lord responded King Solomon, the first part of the prayer. And they celebrate for 14 days, big festivities. And King Solomon said, okay, go home. Everybody went home. He went to his palace. And I bet he was thinking, okay, I'm pretty sure every prayer I do in this temple, my people or myself, is going to be responded. Everyone, everybody, every prayer. I think I do believe that probably what he was feeling. But then that night... The Lord appeared today, and that's the verses that we read at the beginning of our sermon. God appeared again. It's interesting that he appeared twice when made sacrifices. The first time, he did sacrifices, remember? The second time, he did sacrifices for the temple already built, and he showed up again. There is a message right there. In the second Chronicles chapter 7, verses 13 and 14, when I showed up the heavens so that there is no rain, if you go to the previous one, God is responding that particular prayer. Because David asked, when there is no rain, help us. 
or command locusts to devour the land. Same thing. King Solomon did it. Or send a plaque among my people. Same thing. God was responding one by one of all the prayers that King Solomon did when he offered the temple. If my people who are called by my name, there we go. So if you can subscribe that one, I'll highlight it. Verse 14 is when he said, if my people, those who believe in him and those we as believing in Christ, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from the wicked ways, then, then, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Very important condition that God has responded. He is not done when he came with all the sacrifices. He's accepted. He's accepted. You are forgiving. Yes, you are forgiving. But he wants an interaction. He wants really to talk to him like you told to your father or mother or best friend openly. Opening, creating spaces to be able to talk in detail to him. But he made a condition and he said, okay, I will do it if you first humble yourself. If you first humble. The temple is available. But I want you to be humble and recognize that you're not God. And recognize that everything you have is mine because I gave it to you. Be humble. Go into your knees. Like we saw in the video. Exactly what we saw in the video. Recognize that we are not God. That really we are not nothing. Of course, we are children of God, but, but our life is in a span. Our life is like born in, uh, uh, I don't know how to say phosphorus in Spanish, English. Anyway, born in something very quickly. It's gone. I mean, but he, he's inviting to have this relationship all the time and be expressed and think about his presence. We worship in a spirit. God is a spirit, so we worship him in a spirit and talk to him. In his spirit, first humble. And then, and then he said in your prayer, seek my face. Second condition, seek my face. What does it mean seek my face? Seek my face is looking for God. It's looking for the kingdom of heavens. Kingdom of heavens. It's looking where God is working. And I'm going to be part of that work. Because I'm called to do that. If when I go and work in the, for him, I am becoming the person that God created me to be. That you created. Whatever you do, whatever gifts you have, whatever profession you have, whatever the Lord gave you. If you do that one, if you are part of his kingdom, he will work for you. Second condition, seek my face. Seek the kingdom of heavens. Jesus Christ said it. He said that in Matthew, he said, seek first the kingdom of God and everything will be provided to you. Everything. And the third one, and the third one, he said, change your bad uh, behavior. Change, basically, your behavior. And I do believe that we should do also an effort to protect our minds and being able to know if we are walking wrong because we have the Holy Spirit. But, but I do believe as well that this is part of a process because humility leads, leads to prayer. Prayer leads to seeking the kingdom of God or kingdom of heavens. And if when you do that, 
Seeking the kingdom of God of heavens leads to transformation. It's a process. It's a process. It's a process. And everything starts with prayer. Our desire as covenant, and we have been doing the series this year, Revive, Revive. That we can have a revive in covenant and in your lives. But I can tell you, is working. In this church, God is working. You have testimonies. I'm pretty sure that you have testimonies in your life that how God is working in your life. I do have in my life and in my family. And I do have from the ministry in Spanish. Miracles are happening there as well. Let's, let's take, take the certainty God is working in this church. And I invite you to be part of this revival with prayer, where we become humble, express our desires in detail, repent, and change, and transform, and become like Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Let's pray, brothers. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for what we have teaching us in the talk, sorry, in the day today. We thank you for the prayer that we would like to do at this particular moment for my life, for your life, and for, sorry, for, for the issue of our, our, our lives, Lord, that you can continue working in covenant and, and do a revival in each of us, in our community. Help us transform and that the spirit comes in our lives, Lord. Help us to be humble as well. We pray all of this in the name of Jesus Christ.